Patterns, permutations, time, rhythm, coordination, meter, concentration, tempo, modulation, groove. Welcome to the Drum Mantra Podcast. This is Rich Stitzel, and it's time to go deeper with your practice. So what I what I did is, you know, at some point I started realizing like I can put in these, you know, these sextuplets and make it sound essentially kind of faster than it is. Polyrhythms, polymeters, what are they? How are they related? How are they different? Let's take a look. Before I set up anything in a session, I try to find out, hey, what's the first song we're going to do? Can we go listen to it? Is there some kind of demo? And then, because I hate I hate just like throwing up like any old symbols and snare drum and whatever, um, building a kit and then going to listen to the song, you're like, oh, well, I wouldn't use half the stuff that's up here. The way to be successful at something is you have to be so passionate about it that time disappears. You do not care. You are just in it. You can't wait to wake up because you get to start again. When you go to sleep, you hope that you dream about it. That's what I'm talking about when I talk about passion. I, I really feel like that's a really under-emphasized part of being a drummer. Is getting sad. What happens is you're moving the accents everywhere possible in a measure of 4-4, a measure of 3-4, and a measure of 5 you break it down, you know, sometimes you'll do threes in each hand or whatever, but it's a, it's a combination of just those two things and throwing in a single kick drum or a double kick drum, and now you have these odd phrases. Hey, hey, everybody. Welcome back to the Drum Mantra Podcast, episode 48. This is going great. I'm so happy. We're keeping it moving every week for the last, I don't know, four weeks or so. I think four weeks. Consistency. That is my goal, people. I am trying to make sure that you get a podcast every Friday. So thank you for your support. Thank you for listening. I wanted to share a comment on the podcast by Life on Drums. They say, Plugged in, Rich is a savvy musician with heavy experience in the industry. His stories have a way of cutting through mental garbage and focusing the listener on the things that matter most. I enjoy his relaxed style and profound insights. The podcasts have the feel of an encouraging friend, a helper, a guide. Listening for 10 to 20 minutes gets my head in the right space for practice and music making. If you are a drummer looking for a deeper connection to your art, listening to this podcast will give you useful tools to move towards that goal. Thank you, Life on Drums. That's an awesome review, five-star rating. I really appreciate that support. If you'd like to be mentioned on the Drum Mantra podcast, just leave a rating and a review and I will give you a shout out. Thanks again so much. I appreciate it. I appreciate it. That's awesome. Also, if you dig this podcast, share it with your friends. It's a great way to get the word spread organically to do a little mention. So today, I am going to bring you in to an entire lesson series called Understanding and Playing Polymeters. 
this entire series is all about learning the building blocks and the exercises required to begin understanding what polymeters are and how they function and how to enter a little bit of polymetric coordination and kind of how to springboard you into the world of polymeters. If you would like to download the PDF to this entire lesson series, you can go to drummantra.com forward slash eight, which is E-I-G-H-T dash steps, S-T-E-P-S, drummantra.com forward slash eight dash steps, all spelled out. That will give you access to this course in its entirety with all the downloadable PDFs completely for free. I want you to know this stuff. I want you to understand polymeters. I want you to understand the difference between a polyrhythm and a polymeter. I will say it right now and you will hear me say it a lot. The difference between a polyrhythm and a polymeter is polyrhythms have different subdivisions but resolve in the same amount of time. Polymeters have the same subdivisions but resolve at different times. All right, without further ado, let's get started with understanding and playing polymeters. A polymeter is two different groupings of notes that have the same subdivision. So for instance, 16th notes would be the subdivision, and we'd have four 16th notes being played at the same time as three 16th notes. That's a polymeter. Now the very first thing we need to do before we get into polymeters at all is to get some control over accents and unaccented notes on one surface. The reason that we want to work on accents and unaccents is because we want to be able to hear where these polymeters are happening. And if we don't have control of our accents, we're not going to hear them. So what we're going to do is we're going to just go basic 4 16th notes accenting the downbeat of each one. I'll turn a metronome on. So if this is the click, we're going to go 1e and a 2e and a 3e and a 4e and a. And we're going to make an accent every time we hear the click. Very important to be able to do this comfortably, relaxed, completely in control. For a long amount of time. The duration is what develops muscle memory. And what we want with muscle memory is our arms and hands, fingers, wrists, everything is memorizing what this action feels like and what this action is with the accident notes, the unaccented notes. Your arm is learning. The muscles are learning what to do for an unaccented note and an accented note. I'm at 90 beats per minute right now. Hopefully you're playing along with me. Okay, the next thing we're going to do is we're going to move the accent to the and. So if we're at one and two and three and four and one. Now the accent is a syncopated note on the opposite side of the downbeat. One and two and three and four and just because you can play consistently on the downbeats doesn't necessarily mean that you can play consistently on the other parts of the beat. The space between each of the notes is still the same. I'm just playing on the ands now instead of the downbeats. 
So what we're doing is two things now. We're training physical and mental. Because physically nothing has changed, but mentally we don't have the downbeat to rely on. We have to trust that we're keeping good time by exiting the ands, which is between each downbeat. The next part of the beat we're going to play is the uh, the fourth note of the 16th note grouping. One E and a two E, a three E and a four E and a one E. And. One E and a two E and a three E and a four E and a. Now notice that my left hand is now playing the accents. The left hand might take a little more time to develop because it's it's perhaps your weak hand, the hand that you don't give as much attention to as your right hand. If you're left-handed, your right hand will give you a little bit of challenge. Okay, and finally we're going to move the accent to the E. One E and a two E and a three E and a four E and a one E and a two E and a three E and a four E and a. This is the trickiest one, right after the downbeat. One E and a two, three E, four E. One E and a two E and a three E and a four E and a one E and a two E. Okay, great. So what we want to do now is we're going to. So what we want to do now is we're going to come up with a pattern of moving accents across the bar line. So let's go downbeats for four measures, E's for four measures, and for four measures, uh for four measures. One, two, ready, go. One, two, three, four. One, two, three, four. One, two, three, four. One, two, three, four. Great. Let's condense it a little bit. So now we're going to play two measures of each. Here we go. One, two, ready, go. One, two. One, two. One, two. One, two. Great. Let's do one measure of each. Now we're having to start, we're having to concentrate and switch quicker, which is a new challenge. Here we go. One, two, ready, go. One. 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 Let's do it all again. One. One. 
one, one, again, one, 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 two, ready, and stop. Good. I didn't say again for that last one, but hopefully you were staying with me. So what we're doing is we're just condensing. Really what we're doing is we're tricking ourselves into getting a lot of muscle memory. Because a lot of times we can get distracted or bored while we're working on a specific exercise. So what we did was we did four measures of each. And then we created a distraction. We went to two measures of each. And then we created a new distraction in our minds. We went to one measure each. So we're convincing ourselves that we're, we've got this, like, it's almost like a game. We have these different levels that we're trying to get to. We're trying to get four measures, two measures, one measure, trying to do it faster, trying to make it happen quicker. All the while, what we're doing is we're training our muscles to do what they need to do. So the muscle memory is in action for a lot longer than it would typically be if you just sat down and did one of these exercises. So we're kind of cross-training our body and our mind to uh, be ready to, to be in this game of polymetric relationships. Okay, so far we haven't done anything poly- So far we haven't done anything polymetric, but what we're going to do now is introduce the first piece of the puzzle for polymeters, which is a different grouping of the same subdivision. So we've done groupings of fours. Now let's do groupings of threes. So now we're going to do three groupings of three sixteenth notes. It'll sound like this. Now if I'm not counting and you're just listening, all you're hearing is one, two, three, one, two, three, one, two, three, one, two, three, which is fine for now. Don't think of the numbers. Just do this physically with me. One. So we're accenting one, one, two, three, one, two, three, one, two, three. Accenting the accents notice go back and forth between each hand. One, two, three, one, two, three, one, two, three, one, two, three. And remember, the important thing is paying close attention to the unaccented notes and the accented notes. Make them, make them be a big difference. And there has to be a big difference. And you have to be aware that it's happening. Really concentrate on your hands. If you need to look at your hands, you need to look at the heights of your sticks, do that. Because without the accuracy of high strokes and low strokes, unaccented notes and accented notes, then we're not going to be able to tell if a polymeter is even happening because we're not going to have these what I call fence posts to pay attention to. So just really get used to this three note grouping. Okay, now there's a challenge in this because we are doing something on top of something else. Because if we're just thinking one, two, three, one, two, three, one, two, three, one, two, three, that's one thing. But if we're thinking in 16th notes and counting one E and a, two E and a, well, that's a four note sequence that we're saying with our voice, and we're playing a three note sequence with our hands. One E and a, two E and a, three E and a, four E and a. Now, if we count to four, we're going to have a long period of time before we come back to one with our right hand. So what we're going to do is we're going to condense 
the 4-4 measure into a 3-4 measure. 1-E and a 2-E and a 3-E and a 1-E and a 2-E and a 3-E and a 1-E and a 2-E and a 3-E and a 1-E, 2-E and a 3-E and a 1-E and a 2-E and a 3-E and a. So now, check this out. 1-E and a 2-E and a 3-E and a 1-E and a 2-E and a 3-E and a 1. So what we just discovered is if we condense to a 3-beat sequence of quarter notes, 1E and a 2E and a 3E and a, and we play three note groupings on top, 1, 2, 3, 1, 2, 3, 1, 2, 3, 1, 2, 3, they both resolve within that three measure grouping. Now check this out. In 3-4 time, there are 12 16th notes. So we're playing three main accents in 3-4 time, 1E and a 2E and a 3E and a. In the hands, we're playing three note groupings. One, two, three, one, two, three, one, two, three, one, two, three. Now, if we're playing three big notes in three, four time, then the three note groupings up here, we're going to play four of them. Let's see if that's true. 1E and a 2E and a 3E and a 1E and a 2E and a 3E and a 1, 2, 3, 4. 1E and a 2E and a 3E and a 1E and a 2E and a 3E. 1E, 2, 3, 4, 1. Let's do that with a metronome. 1, 2, 3, 1, 2, 3. Great. Okay, so so far we've done groupings of 16th notes, accenting every fourth 16th note in 4-4. Four, four. 1 E and a 2 E and a 3 E and a 4 E and a 1 E and a 2 E and a 3 E and a 4 E and a 1 E and a 2 E and a 3 E and a 4 E. 1 E and a 2 E and a 3 E and a 4 E and a. We've accented every three sixteenth notes. 1 2 3 1 2 3 1 2 3 1 2 3. We've counted them. 1 E and a 2 E and a 3 E and a 1 E. And we've discovered that we need to be in 3 4 for both of these cycles to resolve to each other. 1E and a 2E and a 3E and a 1. So we've created the 3 to 4 polymetric relationship. 3 16th notes being played at the same time as we're playing 4 16th notes. We now know that it takes 3 beats for all this to resolve to come back to the beginning of the cycle. This is rhythmic theory. Okay. Now what we're going to do is we're going to add the pulse. So accents to me happen in the hands. And the pulse happens with a foot or another limb. So what we're going to do is we're going to play the quarter note pulse with the foot. And we're going to go back to playing every part of the four sixteenth note partials. One, two, three, four. One, two, three, four. We're going to then move the accent to the E's. One E, two E, three E, four E, one E, 2E, 3E, 4E, then the ands, 
one and two and three and four and one and two and three and four and and then the us one e and a two e and a three e and a four e and a one e and. okay let's go back and do the same cycle that we did earlier but now with the foot so we're going to play four measures of each four measures of downbeats four measures of e's four measures of ands four measures of us here we go let's do it with a metronome one, two, ready, go. Two, three, four. One E, two, three, four. One, two, and, 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 three, Four. One, a two, a three, two, a, 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 a three, a, 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 four. Great. Let's go and do it two measures of each. One, two, ready, go. One, two, one, two. One, two, one, two. Great. One measure each. One, two, ready, go. One. Four times in a row. Two, three, four, one, two, Three, four, one, two, three, four. One more time. One, two, three, four. Excellent. Now, you've guessed it, we're gonna do the three note groupings in the hands over the four note grouping in the foot. So the foot's just still playing quarter notes. We're gonna start with no accents. We're gonna think in our mind, we're gonna change the time signature from four, four to three, four. One, two, three, one, two, three, one, two, three, one, two, three. Okay, now that we've got that established, we're gonna accent every third 16th note with our hand. Here we go. One. Two, three, ready, and go. One, two, three. One, Ready, and stop. Good, excellent. So there you have it. We've now done the three to four polymetric relationship with multiple sound sources. 
accents, and pulses. The foot is the pulse. Okay, great. Now there are two different directions we can go from here, and we're only going to go to one direction in this particular course. The direction that we're not going to go in in this course, but I'm going to mention, is the pulse moves to the E, moves to the and, moves to the uh. So we're playing dotted notes up here, chord notes with the foot, but the foot's going one E, two E, and one and, two and, and one E, and uh, two E, and uh. It's doing all the permutations of the pulse underneath the three note grouping. That's something we're going to do later, but what I want to do now is we're going to subtract the 16th notes, and we're only going to play the fence posts. We're going to do later. So, but what so I want to do now is we're going to subtract the 16th notes, and we're only going to play the fence posts. So instead of going one, two, three, one, two, three, one, two, three, one, two, three, we're going to go. We're going to, you know, we're going to think or feel. But we're not going to play all those inner beats. That just gives us some space and it gives us an opportunity to trust ourselves a little bit more because we're getting, you know, the less information, the more trust you have to have and the more confidence you have to have. So I like to take things out rather than add. I'm a big fan of the fence posts and I say this in a lot of my clinics. I like the fence posts and the things in between the fence posts, I, I personally can almost do without. I like, the, I like the space. It creates tension. It also creates... Uh, a relaxation. It kind of paints a different picture musically, and it's just kind of what I like to do creatively. So we're going to go to just the fence posts. I guess that's the terminology I'll stick with for a while. So we got the. There's already just the fence post with the foot. We're not doing any sixteenth notes down there. One, two, three. One, two, three. I'm going to take the sixteenth notes out in a second. And let you hear it. One, two. Now it might be a little tricky to go back and forth from right hand to left hand. That's okay. Just start. Just get that image in your mind. Just do it with one hand. Then switch hands. It's good for each hand to be able to do this. So if you've got that part, you're on your way. So now we're going to introduce Now I would like to introduce a concept that I call rhythmic perception. Rhythmic perception is hearing something in a certain way and then without changing the rhythm, listening to it from a different perspective. It just so happens that the 3 to 4 polymetric relationship can be heard, counted, and felt four different ways. 
So now I'm going to take you through those four ways. But first, we're going to do a little fun game because this will start to get, get the whole thing going. So I call this concept Kick the Silver Bucket. The way Kick the Silver Bucket works is we're going to play the polymetric relationship with just our hands. Let's choose quarter notes for the left hand. And we're going to choose the dotted eighth note or the three note sixteenth note grouping with our right hand. You can do your left hand as chord notes and your right hand as dotted notes if you'd like with me. Or you can just do the mirror image and match your right hand to my left hand if that's more comfortable. But the important thing is to play this pattern. And then we're going to try to say a sentence. I think it's very important to be able to speak and to count out loud with your voice while you're playing things. It really helps internalize the pulse, internalize the time, and it gives you a new level of coordination. And for drummers, we're all about coordination. So I want you to actually say this out loud with me. We're going to say the sentence, kick the silver bucket. Kick the silver bucket. Kick the silver bucket. Get a nice deep breath, because here we go. Kick the silver bucket. 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 Okay, great. We're clearly in 3-4. Kick the silver bucket. Kick the silver bucket. Kick the silver bucket. Kick the silver bucket. Great. Now, I want you to say this, this sentence. This rhythm is a trip. 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 Now, the way that that sentence feels and sounds is already implying a different time signature. This rhythm is a trip. This rhythm is a trip. It's implying four. This rhythm is a trip. So check it out. Kick the silver bucket. Kick the silver bucket. Kick the silver bucket. Kick the silver bucket. This rhythm is a trip. 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 I haven't done anything different with my hands. But I've changed the perception, the perspective of which I'm counting. This rhythm is a trip. This rhythm is a trip. Kick the silver bucket. Kick the silver bucket. This rhythm is a trip. This rhythm is a trip. Kick the silver bucket. Kick the silver bucket. Okay? Pretty interesting, right? Nothing has changed sonically. The rhythm is the exact same, but we've chosen, we've discovered that we can listen to this from two different perspectives. Kick the silver bucket. This rhythm is a trip. They both work. So the next step in this is to be able to count out loud the different perspectives using actual numbers. So that's what we're going to do now. Okay, as I said before, there are four perspectives to the three to four polymetric relationship. We learned about two of them by saying kick the silver bucket and this rhythm is a trip. 
There are two more, and we're going to get to those. But first, we're going to remove those words, those sentences, and we're going to put in actual numbers. So here's the pattern again. One, two, three. One, two, three. One, two, three. One, two, three. I'm counting with my left hand. One, two, three. One, two, three. One, two, three. One, two, three. Kick the silver bucket. One, two, three. Kick the silver bucket. One, two, three. Kick the silver bucket. This rhythm is a trip. This rhythm is a trip. One, two, three, four. One, two, three, four. Now, I'm counting with my right hand. One, two, three, four. One, two, three, four. This rhythm is a trip. This rhythm is a trip. One, two, three, four. One, two, three, four. Now notice when I count the four, it's faster than when I count the three. One, two, three. One, two, three, four. One, two, three. One, two, three, four. One, two, three. One, two, three, four, one. Now there's a metronomic relationship to this polymeter as well. If we're playing and our left hand is slow, one, two, three, and we, and we discover that we're playing that at 90 beats per minute, then our right hand is playing 120 beats per minute. Here's 120. You can probably already hear the sentence. Rhythm is a trip. One, two, three, four. One, two, three, four. One, two, three. One, two, three. One, two, three. One, two, three. So if you put two metronomes side by side, one at 90, one at 120, you will get the three to four polymetric relationship. And if you just think math-wise, 90 or 9 and 12, 12 is four parts, 9 is three parts. If you have 90 and divide it by 3, you have 30, 30, 30. So if you add one more 30, now you have four 30s. So three 30s to four 30s, 90 to 120. Polymetric relationship of three sixteenth notes to four sixteenth notes. They're all related. There's a lot of, I mean, it's all one thing. Time, coordination, rhythm, it's all one thing. So, so there's an interesting relationship. So I told you that there were two more perspectives to count this in. We have one, two, three, one, two, three, one, two, three, four, one, two, three, four. So the other one is counting the slow pace but to four. So now we've got a new four beat cycle, but we have a three beat cycle swerving around in it. Now we already know from earlier that a three note cycle does not match up with a four beat cycle. So we're gonna have to play several four beat cycles so that three note grouping finally lands back on one. Guess how many four beat cycles we play? Three. So if we count to four, three times, then our final, then our three note grouping will finally arrive back at the downbeat. Check it out. Here we go. One, two, three, four. One, two, three, four. One, two, three, four. One, two, 
three, four, one, two, three, four, one, two, three, four, one, two, three, four, two, two, three, four, three, two, three, four, one, four, two, two, three, four, three, two, three, four, one. Now you get in trouble if you start counting kick the silver bucket, but we're actually in four, four. You can get really lost. So when we go to that, we're thinking four. One, two, three, 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 four. Actually, let's do that eight times in a row. I want you to join me. You can do it like this. Or with sticks. So, no excuses. I want you to get this rhythm into your body. Count out loud if you can. I'm going to do it eight times in a row. So that's 24 measures all in a row. Here we go. One, two, ready, go. One, two, three, four, two, two, three, four, three, two, three, four, two. Lots of repetition. The only way these things are going to get solid is to repeat, 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 repeat until you cannot stand it and then repeat it a couple more times after that. Okay? The fourth perspective, the most abstract perspective and the most challenging perspective is to count to three with the right hand or with a faster pace. One, two, three. One, two, three. One, two, three. One, two, three. One. It takes four cycles of counting to three to ev for everything to land back on the downbeat. Here we go. One, two, three, 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 one, three, one, two, three, one, two, three, one. Okay, so what I'm going to do now, and what you can do with me, or you can observe it and then start practicing on your own, is I'm going to count in 3-4, three, 3 times, and then I'm going to count in 12-8, I'm going to count the fast tempo in 4, and then I'm going to go back and count in 4-4 four, four at the slower tempo, and then I'm going to go back and count 9-8, or 3s in the fast tempo. The reason I say 9-8 is we're, we're playing 3-note groupings, so if we count to 3, and each number has three notes, that's actually nine. One, two, three, one, two, three, one, two, three, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. So three, four, 12, eight, because we're counting to four, but it's all groupings of three. So one, two, three, one, two, three, one, two, three, one, two, three, is one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, and then four, four, and then nine, eight. Here it is. 
One, two, three, 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 four, 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 one, two, three, 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 one, two, three. One, two, three, one, two, three, one, two, three, four, 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 one, two, three, one, two, three, one, two, three, one, two, three, one. Okay, it's a little crazy, but what you want to do is once you can kind of do that bar trick of counting those different perspectives like I just did, then you really want to hone in and convince yourself and truly believe that you are in those actual time signatures. That's the hardest part. The coordination is not the hardest part. The coordination you could do already earlier in this course. The coordination is not the hard part. The counting is the next level of challenge, and the believing is the final level of challenge. Well, it's the, it's the next level of challenge after the counting. Believing, truly believing. I am in three, four. One, two, three, one, two, three, one, two, three, one, two. I am in 12, eight. One, two, three, four. One, two, three, four. One, two, three, four. One, two. I'm in four, four. One, two, three, four. One, two. Two, three, four, one, two. I'm in nine, eight. One, two, three, one, two, three, one, two, three, one, two, three, one. I messed that one up. Because I haven't spent enough time really, truly believing that I'm in nine, eight. I don't play nine, eight very often. So this is all theoretical. This is all practice room for me for nine, eight. Very rarely will you play nine, eight. So... I was trying to convince myself and truly believe I was a 9-8, and my left hand tried to fill in the gaps of what it thought was appropriate, and it was not. So there you have it. Right here, you see that mistakes are made, and that's okay. I mean, if you're not, if you're not making mistakes, then you're not practicing. And that's an important thing, too, just a side note. If you are practicing... You are working on things that you cannot do, and there's a good chance that you're going to make a lot of mistakes. Mistakes are great signs that remind you that you are still practicing. If you're just sounding great the whole time, well, guess what? You're just sitting down there jamming, and you're not going to get much accomplished. So as, as painful as a mistake is, it's also the, the, the reminder that you are still working hard, okay? So just keep that in mind. Don't get discouraged. We all do it. We all make mistakes, tons of mistakes. That's how you grow, okay? So let's move on to the final step of this whole course. Four-way coordination in a groove study environment. See you in a minute. Okay, for this little segment called Grooving with the Polymeter, I want to get you to start breaking the polymeter up around your body into a groove because the bottom line is we're wanting to play grooves we want to play music and music has to do with groove and we're the groove people because we're the drummers um, so what we're going to do is the challenge is 
I brought another pad in. The reason I'm doing this on pads is because I really want to stress the importance of the physical motion. And I don't want you to get hung up on what your drums sound like or how your cymbal sounds or, you know, it, it can become a very big distraction. I mean, my drums are right there, but I'm on pads. I really believe that the physical movements are better trained in the beginning on the pads. And then you move over to the drum set and everything's cool. So we're on the pads and we're gonna split the polymeter up between the foot and two hands. So, of course, the groove for 4-4. Four, four. Now here's the challenge. We're in 4-4, four, four, but it's a three measure long phrase if we're gonna play the dotted note with the right hand. Or the other way is equally as challenging because now we have to be in 3-4. One, two, three, but now we're guaranteed to get a resolution every measure. So it's kind of like a choose your own adventure game. You've gotta go one way or the other. Let's just, since I'm in three, let's do it in three. So this is gonna be the dotted note. We already know this one. This is kick the silver bucket. So now all I have to do is replace the downbeat with the bass drum. Boom, boom, here it goes. Okay, good. Now, we're gonna try to go in 4-4. So now, the bass drum's gonna play the downbeat, and beat three, snare drum's gonna play two and four. One. Let me get a clean start on that. One, two, I'm gonna count it four. Here we go, one, two, ready, go. Check this out. If I wasn't counting out loud, I might be tricked into thinking that six beats into this whole event, I'm back at the beginning. Because check it out. Two, three, four, five, six, one. Two, three, four, five, six, one. It's a six beat phrase. But when you're in four, four time, there's no such thing as a six beat phrase. You have to have a 12 beat phrase. That's why we have to have three measures of four, four, the whole thing to happen. Something to pay attention to. We're easily fooled, especially in the heat of the moment when music's happening and people are playing. And you just if you check out for a second, you might go, wait a second, was that six beats or was that 12 beats? Because your, your body is back into beginning position, but the music is only, you're only on beat six. So you've got to really pay attention to that. Here it is again. One, two, ready, go. One, two, three, four, one, two, three. It's going to take some work. I, I highly recommend working on that. It's a lot of fun. And obviously, we can do the other ones too. Let's not go there today. I think that this course is just a, a great way to kind of get your feet wet and to kind of get the feeling of this thing. But we can go into all four perspectives 
and do grooves in all four perspectives and every combination of different uh, uh, stickings and, and hands that do all the different rhythmic pr perspectives. But for now, the 3-4 groove and the 4-4 four, four groove are the goal. Comfortably, fluidly, very relaxed. One, two, three, one, two. Being able to count and have having freedom in this. One, two, three, four, one, two, three, four, one, two, three, four, one. Okay, there you have it. I hope you Okay, for this little segment called Grooving with the Polymeter, I want to get you to start breaking the polymeter up around your body into a groove because the bottom line is we're wanting to play grooves. We want to play music and music has to do with groove and we're the groove people because we're the drummers. Um, so what we're going to do is the challenge is I brought another pad in. The reason I'm doing this on pads is because I really want to stress the importance of the physical motion and I don't want you to get hung up on what your drums sound like or how your cymbal sounds or, you know, it, it, it can become a very big distraction. I mean, my drums are right there, but I'm on pads. I really believe that the physical movements are better trained in the beginning on the pads. And then you move over to the drum set and everything's cool. So we're on the pads and we're going to split the polymeter up between the foot and two hands. So, of course, the groove for 4-4. Four, four. Now here's the challenge. We're in 4-4, four, four, but it's a three measure long phrase if we're gonna play the dotted note with the right hand. Or the other way is equally as challenging because now we have to be in 3-4. One, two, three, but now we're guaranteed to get a resolution every measure. So it's kind of like a choose your own adventure game. You've gotta go one way or the other. Let's just, since I'm in three, let's do it in three. So this is going to be the dotted note. We already know this one. This is kick the silver bucket. So now all I have to do is replace the downbeat with the bass drum. Boom. Boom. Here it goes. Okay, good. Now, we're gonna try to go in 4-4. Four, four. So now, the bass drum's gonna play the downbeat, and beat three, snare drum's gonna play two and four. One. Let me get a clean start on that. One, two, I'm gonna count it four. Here we go, one, two, ready, go. Check this out. If I wasn't counting out loud, I might be tricked into thinking that six beats into this whole event, I'm back at the beginning. Because check it out. Two, three, four, five, six, one. Two, three, four, five, six, one. It's a six beat phrase. But when you're in four, four time, there's no such thing as a six beat phrase. 
You have to have a 12-beat phrase. That's why we have to have three measures of 4-4, the whole thing to happen. Something to pay attention to. We're easily fooled, especially in the heat of the moment when music's happening and people are playing. And you just if you check out for a second, you might go, wait a second, was that six beats or was that 12 beats? Because your, your body is back into beginning position, but the music is only, you're only on beat six. So you've got to really pay attention to that. Here it is again. One, two, ready, go. One, two, three, four. One, two, three, four. One, two, three, four. One, two, three, four. Two, two, three, four. Three, two, three, four. One. Okay, that's going to take some work. I, I highly recommend working on that. It's a lot of fun. And obviously, we can do the other ones too. Let's not go there today. I think that this course is just a great way to kind of get your feet wet and to kind of get the feeling of this thing. But we can go into all four perspectives and do grooves in all four perspectives and every combination of different uh, uh, stickings and, and hands that do all the different rhythmic pr perspectives. But for now, the 3-4 groove and the 4-4 groove are the goal. Comfortably, fluidly, very relaxed. One, two, three, one, two. Being able to count and have having freedom in this. One, two, three, four, one, two, three, four, one, two, three, four, one. Okay? There you have it. Okay? There you have it. I hope you enjoyed. I hope you got something out of this. There's a lot of work involved in this. This isn't something that just happens right away. I work on it all the time, and as you saw earlier, I still made a mistake in that 9-8 part, and darn it if I'm not going to work on it later today. But um, that is, to me, uh, the nutshell of the polymetric relationship, the 3-4 to four polymetric relationship. Now, of course, you can go into the 5 to 4 polymetric relationship, the 3 to 5 polymetric relationship, the 3 to 4 to 5 polymetric relationship. And so when we start adding all these new features, these different lengths of the same subdivision, the cycles become longer and longer. And whereas we learned the 3 to 4 polymetric relationship resolves in 3 beats, the 3 to 4 to 5 polymetric relationship resolves in 60 beats. It takes 60 beats for everything to fall back if you're in 4-4 four, four time. So things can expand very quickly. Things can become very complex. But if you start at the basic introduction of the 3-4 polymetric relationship, and then we're going to add the 5-4 later, and then we're going to add the 3-5, to five, and then the 3-4-5, to four to five, it all becomes very comfortable and very relaxed. So until next time, happy practicing. I look forward to seeing you and talking to you soon. Take care. Thank you so much for listening to the Drum Mantra Podcast. Your time and attention is much appreciated. I would love it if you went to the iTunes store and left a rating. And please share this with anybody that you think would like to go deeper with their practice. Take care.